Hey, what's going on? This is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Service Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things service marketing. And since we run an auto body automotive dent repair shop, I'd like to talk about that a lot as well. But this pertains to all things service marketing, whether you're a plumber, roofer, restoration, electrician, construction, any professional service should apply. So anyway, a little blues intro there. Love it. So going to quickly kind of go over, we like to kind of go over what we did the day prior. Um, what do you guys think about trade work? In other words, trading, like barter. Not so much barter, but I had a customer come in, and, and I knew who he was because he owns a restaurant that that I, I wouldn't say I frequent, but we've been to a handful of times. And and the wife the wife and I enjoy it. So I was just like, you know what? For the, the amount of easy work that I have to do, this might make more sense, more value to barter up for some food because it's, it's not a cheap place. You know, so I'm like, all right. And basically, all they did was just polish a bumper, got some scuff marks off a bumper. And it's kind of funny because this guy owns a really nice Italian restaurant in town down by the beach. I mean, overlooking the ocean, pretty much. I mean, if he owns the building, the building alone's got to be worth probably three, four, five million. Um, maybe more, you know, because it's on on a busy highway too, Pacific Coast Highway. But. But his car's hammered. It's got like 150,000 miles and it's just not cared for. He's got young kids. I, I think he he's, looks like he's my age. So I think he's on his retread. He's on his his second go-round. These kids were in karate and and he just seems to kind of not have a lot of patience. Hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. But um, I'm talking about an Italian restaurant in Philly. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. You know, if you're going to go second time around, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you should be willing to put in the, the work and have the right attitude. But that that's not why I brought it up. But going back, circling back to the original question is, do you think it's worthwhile to trade to trade services or trade work? Because I could have got, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks from the guy. Or instead, I got a, <coughs> pardon me, a $100 uh, gift certificate for the restaurant. You know, if I'm going to use it, it makes sense. I guess that that's the caveat, right? So if you're going to, if you're going to trade for something, make sure it's something that has value to you. And to me, it did. We go out a lot. So I guess that's, I, I that's probably the only time I've traded. And I mean, I've been in business for 30 years. So maybe one or two other times possibly, but it's real rare. I just don't believe it. I'd rather just get cash and then buy that service when I'm ready. Right. So just throwing that one out. We did it. We had a forerunner come in for paint and body and dents uh, and a windshield. That was a ton of work. It was over three grand. 911 SC, we finally got our exciting Porsche, our exciting car came in yesterday. Got our blood pumping. Super clean, guards red with gold BBS wheels. Car's been in the family since new, 83. The son has it now. And he's very German, and he wants things correct. So we did it his way. Got it very nice. Thank you, Jake. We knocked that thing out in about four hours, over 40 dents. So 
Um, and we got kind of a synopsis on YouTube if you want to check it out. Posted it up last night. Thank you, Hayden Jump. Uh, and if you ever work on the G-Body 911s, just saying the doors are tough. Everything else is actually plus plus, but the doors in the middle with the brace, that's one of the worst side intrusion moves you'll ever come across. So uh, Lexus NV300, like a bullet dent in the lower part of the door and an edge and a few other things. So yeah, there's our day. Uh, quickly, I'd, I like to scan the news, see if I can see anything uh, interesting. Ryan Reynolds, uh, actor, uh, Deadpool, I guess, and a few other choice movies. He decided to film his colonoscopy, which, I mean, technically, everybody fil films their colonoscopy. So what that, I think they're meaning is broadcast his filming of his, his colonoscopy, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you could obtain the tape of your colonoscopy and use it for social media purposes. I don't know. I don't know. That, that's pretty, pretty personal, but... Anyway, the doctors said they actually have found something that might have been life-saving by posting it up. Not that the original crew wouldn't have found it, right? You would think that the OGs in the room would have said, oh, yeah, that's a polyp or whatever. But everybody's making a big deal because there was something in there and they had to go, go nab it. So anyway. All right. So today we're going to play a little game. We're gonna, it's called Imagine. Uh, and I'm going to dedicate this to John Lennon because he made a really great song back in the day called Imagine. And I'm not even a big Lennon fan, per se. Beatles, yeah. McCartney, definitely. George Harrison, sure. Ringo, can we circle back to Ringo? Um, but yeah, no, big fan. Big fan. Not like rabid fan, just fan, I guess. So I shouldn't say big, big. But anyway, imagine. So this is kind of like a little game. It's, it's almost like you could do a lot of things to, to shake your brain, to kind of distill down some good ideas. Um, get the creative juices flowing, and who knows what your brain can come up with because that's the beauty. We all have our own cerebellums and our own uh, mitochondria, if you will, and we can all cook up some, some nice recipes in our brain that can help open unique doors, right? So, so we're going to play this game, Imagine, and I'm going to throw out the idea, and then you'll hear what I say, but just kind of let your brain wander a little bit and see if you can come up with some ideas within these questions or statements, if you will. So here we go. I'm, I think I got like five or six. So starting off, imagine if your business had nothing but the best paying customers. That's number one. Okay. So strip away all the people that, that buy your cheaper services or the services uh, that just don't pay the well the best or the ones that attract customers that you just don't want to deal with. And there's, there's a lot of different circumstances within different businesses. Within the auto body business, it might be people like the guy that I had yesterday that wanted a, a bumper polish repair. We, you know, Or people that want to reattach a bumper. These small jobs that are kind of tedious, they eat up time that we just don't like. Another one is I had a couple, a couple weeks ago was a gentleman came in with a Silverado and we swapped out his front chrome bumper. It, it, it's a shit show of dirt on your face. It, it, you're guaranteed that fun. It knuckle busters, you're going to get bloody and it's slow and it just isn't, it's not, it's not easy, low hanging fruit. It's high hanging freaking almonds. It sucks. Uh, I mean, it's money. I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying if we were going to fine tune our instrument and I had the best paying customers, I wouldn't be, I would tell that customer, you know what? You need to go to another body show. I don't, we don't do those. And at some point we could, 
Um, and we're busy, don't get me wrong, but I still like to keep the money flowing. But if I was so over the top busy with the kind, I could cherry pick the only the jobs I wanted. No, that's one of the one of the jobs. And let, let's give another analogy. Maybe you're a plumber, and maybe you you get you get a lot of repipe jobs, and they're work, but they pay a shit ton of money. Maybe they're insurance pay, whatever. And you roll out the rig to the house. It, it's a couple, one or two man, three man job or whatever. I'm not a plumber. I'm just kind of surmising. I, I got some friends that are, and and it pays well, right? Pays the bills handsomely. Four figure jobs, right? High four figure maybe. Or you get a phone call with with a clogged toilet, you know, or a hose bib you got to change out. Now maybe the hose bib and clogged toilet are fast, or a, a sink disposal or whatever. But let's face it. You still got to roll out, and are you utilizing your, your, are you getting the best paying customers? No. So if you could strip those away and just focus on repipes or whatever else, they might be your, or maybe you're in a new construction. I don't know. Whatever pays, whatever you like, and whatever makes you the most money. You know, and, and uh, the little twin sister, the stepsister to this best paying customer imagination is the easiest jobs, of course. So you want the best paying and the most desirable jobs. Right, so yeah, you could get the best paying jobs, but they could also take you a month, and they could be absolute torture. I say let let's pile up the cherry and the ice cream with the nuts, and maybe a little fudge with sprinkles, and say, yeah, I want the best paying, and I want the jobs that are most desirable to me. Maybe they're the easiest. Maybe I'm just more comfortable doing them. Whatever. Insert your own adjective. All right, number two, or two point five, since that was kind of two right there. Imagine less customers. But two to three x the profits slash revenue. Well, how's that possible, Brian? How could I do less work and make more money? Kind of goes back to number one. Target the best paying customers that give you the least amount of friction. And there's more ways to do that too. Two to three profits. That's exactly what I mean. If you if you listen to this podcast recently, I've talked about our reports the past couple months, and our total customer pool is down. But our revenue and profits are per customer are up. Well, there it is. We are staying away from the gooses and going for the golden gooses and marketing towards them. And it's all about target marketing, right? If you bring in everybody, then you're really not serving anybody. You know, people come in here like I had. I lost a customer that earlier this week when we talked about it on the podcast. A lady with a scion. It was either this week or last week. Oh, man. Cecilia was her name. There you go. That's pretty good. I'm getting old, but I'm not uh, not that old. So Cecilia comes in and says, yeah, I was going to use it before for that palm frond, but I brought somebody else out. Oh, yeah, they drilled in my roof rail, and I can see the plug, but I don't care. And the work's decent. And it was. It was decent. And she wanted to save a couple hundred bucks. Hey, if that serves you well, I applaud you. I pull out my skirt, and I give you a curtsy. Roll, roll camera. But... So she wanted to give it to another shot because she was, I mean, obviously, I, why didn't she go back to the last guy? First of all, this this job that she came in was for paint and dent. And I don't think the other guy painted. So so she probably already called him. So cost first, quality second. And as soon as I told her the price and, and all the work that was involved, oh, you know, it's too much. All right, thanks a lot. Bye. And I just, and I just thought, you know what? This lady's not for me. She's just not. And I blocked her number, which sounds kind of weird, but I just, we're so busy. There's no reason for me to deal with Cecilia. You know, maybe she'll refer somebody, maybe she'll call, and maybe I'll miss out on it. So be it. 
So be it. We are so stacked. Our marketing is so powerful and so strong and effective. And, and just by sheer existence of 30 years in the business, guys, you know, we're getting a lot of referrals and, and all kinds of things. So, yeah. So more customers, two to three X the profits. I'm sorry, more profits, less customers. That's, that's a good thing to go for. Okay, here's another one. You ready? Lean on in. Here we are. Imagine happier customers. Well, how's that better, Brian? Well, if you're targeting the right customers, once again, if you're around positive, smiling, happy-minded people, you're going to be happier, number one. And it isn't that a currency that matters? No, it's not going to pay the bills, but it's going to pay your life bills. It's going to keep your BP down. It's going to make you have less wrinkles, less furrowed brow. I tell my, my staff, guys, we're not in the auto body business. We're in the happiness business. Our job Whatever it might be when that customer comes through, don't say, oh, no, if it's not a dent, I can't help you. At the end of the day, we're trying to make people happy. And maybe, you know, if it's something I can help them out with, or I'll definitely connect them with somebody that can help them out if I know, or I'll find it. I won't lie and say, oh, yeah, I know when I don't. But the idea is I want to give them a total service. People call me for references all the time. You know, hey, I need a, you know, I need an interior guy. I need a transmission guy. You know, a good tire, whatever. Because they trust me as a source. Because I've treated them right. So it's not just targeting, but it's also all your touch points within your business. From the first time they make contact to the last time. And this is kind of an involved process, so I'm not going to get into it. But if you identify it as it being something important, you will naturally be better at putting smiles for miles on your customers' faces. And I highly rec recommend it. I really do. Because at the end of the day, a happy customer is a great customer, typically. All right. Imagine every customer on average gave one referral. Just one. Just one. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if they gave two or three. Type in a note here. Well, then you got a money machine at that point. Because you should, I mean... You shouldn't really have to have to do any much marketing anymore, right? You know, we're advertising because now the customers are just coming in. For every customer, you get a new job. So it's like, all right, I don't have to advertise. I mean, if I want to have more than, than just the one customer, of course I do. But I know a lot of hail guys. I shouldn't say I know a lot. I know a few that are very good with this. And hail pays so well. You don't, if you're a one-man band and you're banking five to $10,000 doing hail repair, then you don't need to to have a bunch of you know ads running when all, you're still getting multiple referrals from each customer comes through, you're gonna start getting too busy. And that yes, that's possible. It's easier because it's a higher ticket item. But this 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 plays on every service business. What if you're into flooring and you do a great job and you put down some nice Berber or some some uh, parquet or faux laminate? You know, I got my words down. Um, I got a neighbor around the corner here that's into flooring, and he does well. He just bought a $100,000 Sprinter, four-wheel drive, and he's outfitting it for a little van life camping. So not to live in, but just to travel around and stuff. It's pretty badass. It's kind of like a beigey cream color. Helped him out with it a little bit. So, so if you get referrals, you you're... It's something that you need to have a process and a framework in place because it is so powerful and it'll allow you to compete better. In the end of the day, that, that's super important. 
Okay, on to the next. We got two more. Grand, grand Slam offers. What if you had an offer that was so compelling, so strong, gave so much goodwill and value that people felt absolutely stupid saying no? I mean, you just pile it on. Brian, can you give me an example? Yeah, I'll give you an example. Let's say, let's go back to the flooring guy. And let's say he gets a really good deal on materials because that, that's just when I start thinking this, I'm thinking, okay, his business is encapsulated by, by overhead with materials. So he's got to have a handle on that, which I'm sure all good service businesses that are tied in with a product do. So let's say for every room he does flooring in, he'll do two other rooms for free. That's, that's a lot. That's a one to three ratio. So you're paying for one room, you're getting three. Two extras. I mean, he'd obviously have to have, have a, a cap on his labor costs. Maybe he's the one doing the install. Imagine How long would he have to do that until pretty soon his phone's just ringing off the hook? You know what? Yeah, I called that one flooring guy. He charged me a decent price. But this guy, I get two extra rooms. I could do my bathroom and my, my I, I'll do my garage or I don't know, whatever. It's like, holy shit. And his price is comparable to everybody else. That's an offer that's so stupidly good, right? And there's a lot of examples of this. Now, obviously you have to make money. But I'm going to give you an example of where maybe you wouldn't, at least out of the gate. So let's say you have a new business or you're just trying to level up to another level. And you've got this grand slam offer, whatever it might be, like I said. Maybe it's the plumber guy. If, if you call us to come out and we service your, your clogged whatever, you get free clog services for the next 60 days. Yeah, they might be doing some free calls, but you know what? And, and you need to have an offer that's so good, you're scared to offer it. But it also has to produce results. If you have an offer that's really not helping you, cancel it. That's what business is about. It's about testing and iterating, changing, changing your offer, changing your business marketing we're all about growth right but grand slam offers there there's a way to craft an offer and this is what i talk about about thinking remember i said you know fire up that mitochondria in your brain come up with some ideas get those ribosomes ribosoming because there's an offer out there a guarantee or offers for your business that nobody's doing or willing to do and you can still make money and you're going to blow up and you're going to own your market so many options so many options. All right, last one. Imagine every day you did an activity within your business which basically stacked the chips or added value to your business for the time of sale. In other words, you're planning to sell your business even at day one. You know, I plan on being in this business for 10 years. And yes, I, I'm going to sell it when I'm done, I hope. You know, that kind of, I'm, I'm not saying me, I'm just, because I've been in business a lot more than 10 years. But I'm going to structure the business early on so it's already going to tick all the right boxes. Let me give you some examples of, be, of what would be going in the wrong direction. Number one, having a business branded around you personally. Because how are you supposed to exit a business when the business is you? It, the business itself needs to be an entity, not you. If it's Bob's Dent Repair or Jimmy's World Famous Family Plumbing, and your face is plastered over everywhere and, and people 
the business people call you because you do this little song and dance when you come out to the customers' houses or whatever. That's gonna be tough to replicate. Maybe you can. I've seen some some plumbing businesses that are family named and owned still sell. But the more isolated and more business centric the business is, and less of a brand of a personal identity, the better shot. And then another one would be if you own your building. If you if you're not if you're renting a building, you really don't have that building asset, which is huge for a business. There are some businesses that the business itself doesn't even make any money. But the real estate that they're located on is so valuable that the business has great value and they just break even and they're good to go. Another thing I was going to talk about about giving away the grand slam offers I forgot to mention is dealers. Auto dealers will have lost leaders and sell a car at a loss. But that one car they sold at a loss, they've got 10 other people that came in and they're selling cars at a profit. For example, right? So you could even have a lost leader just to build up business and then turn the other people. Yeah, you got to kind of bait and switch, which kind of gave a lot of dealers a bad name for that little little tactic. So, you, you know, your mileage may vary. You may want to tweak it and do it a little differently. But at the end of the day, we're trying to capture eyeballs first and foremost. And then we're trying to sell. And then retain, right? We want to retain that customer. LTV, lifetime value. We want them to come back and back and back. Like Cecilia came back for me, even though she went to another customer, another service provider. She still came back to me. Will she come back again? No, but that's okay. She gave me two two shots and I gave her two shots. And I ended the shot. There'll be no third. Unless she calls in on another number or something. Because Cecilia just, at 65 years old, driving a Scion XB doesn't have the, the budget for quality services. Not at our level. And that's fine. Because I'm not about servicing the world. I'm not a charity. Oh, you don't have any money. Okay, you know what? Let me walk you over to our office next door. That's the charity office. And this is where we do repairs for pretty much free. Yeah. No, we don't have that. So there it is, guys. The Imagine episode. Are you going to get your colonoscopy filmed? Broadcast that thing on the internet? If you do, let me know. I appreciate you tuning in, man. I'm going to hop off, get ready for our day. We got, got a lot of things going on today on this Wednesday, September 14th. Got a new guy coming in to, to try out a little cowboy. It's been cowboy week. We got a, had a cowboy come in with his raptor we're working on. And then we had a cowboy come in. He's looking for some uh, for some work. We might try him out on the uh, auto body uh, turntable. Spin some tunes and have him start sanding. So anyway, wish us luck with that. We're going to need it. All right, man. Thanks so much. This is Brian Jump. And I'll catch you on the next SAI Service Marketing Podcast. Bye-bye for now.